Welcome to Declaration Life. I'm your host, Christabel Braden. I'm a survivor of traumatic brain injury and a singer-songwriter, and I just love sharing hope and joy and encouragement and life, and that's what this podcast is all about, living with intention. We're here for episode number 30. Can't believe we've already made it to 30 episodes with Joy Wu. Joy is going to share her inspiring life story. She was born with hydrocephalus and had multiple brain surgeries throughout her childhood. She is a true example of what it means to be an overcomer and to not be limited by your past. So I hope this episode encourages you. Thanks for listening and let's get started. Live a declaration life. Declare your purpose. Declare your place. Declare your work. What we tell ourselves matters, and instead of focusing on all of the negative things, we have to learn how to tell ourselves the right things. And instead of allowing these negative thoughts to just run away in our minds, we have to be intentional with what we declare over our life. And that's kind of the purpose of Declaration Life podcast. Every episode, I start out with a statement that you can declare over your life and over your heart to remind yourself to live with intention. Today's declaration is, Where I've come from does not limit where I am going. I'll say that again. Where I've come from does not limit where I am going. So often we allow our past to dictate our perspective of our future. And we let ourselves think, whether it's conscious or subconscious, that the places that we've been, the mistakes we've made, the relationships we've had, the health issues we might have faced, the financial issues, the struggles, all the challenges of life, We allow those things to feel like they limit our future. And while all the things that happen to us in our life do shape us and they help us grow and they help us learn how to be better people and they help us learn how to have faith and move forward and keep going, while all that is so good, sometimes we can focus too much on the things that have happened to us and instead of allowing those things to just be a part of our story, we let them consume us. And we begin to limit ourselves in our mind, in our thoughts, in our actions. I want you to join me today in making this declaration over your life because where you've come from does not limit where you're going. And it's something that we're not always aware of. I know that I have, even just recently as this week, recognize some things in myself that I didn't know were there in terms of tying my identity into my brain injury, tying my identity into my past experiences. And sometimes we allow that to take precedent over our identity and who we really are. Now, I actually wrote a book about this. It's called More to Me, Discovering Your Freedom Through Identity. I wrote that a couple of years ago. And it's something that I've done a lot of heart searching and a lot of work about. I have a song called More to Me, and this is a topic that 
I very frequently talk about, discuss, write about, but even still I'm discovering new places of my heart where I have accidentally tied my identity into my past. But in order to move forward, we have to know that we're not limited by our past. We're not limited by the things that have happened to us. Anything can happen in the future. And we have to trust that God has a plan for us that's beyond what we can see and beyond what we feel and beyond the the realm of our imagination and the scope of our imagination. He can do greater things in our life. And we were created for greater things. And we were created for a good purpose, for hope and a future. And God has us in his hands. So let's declare this today and trust that God is in control and where we've come from does not limit where we are going. Today's declaration, I'll say it again, where I've come from does not limit where I am going. I'm actually going to write that down for myself today (laughs) because I want to remember it. And I hope that you'll join me in declaring this truth. The interview you're about to hear with Joy, she is such a beautiful example of not being limited by her life. So you're going to hear some of her life story, and I pray that it inspires and encourages you today to know that you are not limited. Joy, welcome to Declaration Life podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So Joy and I, we met. I guess through through college. Yeah. Yeah. So we weren't actually in school at the same time, but we connected through people there and events there, right? Yep. That would be correct. Yeah. So I've known her for a couple of years now, and she's part of Hope After Head Injury online community as she's a survivor as well. So she today is going to be sharing some of her story And I'm just, I'm looking forward to learning more about your story too. Like, I feel like I know pieces of it, but I'm really looking forward to this conversation and just learning more about your story with your brain and and everything that's happened. I am more than willing to share at this point because I've been wanting for so long to share my story and I figured this would be the perfect spot to do it. Yeah, that's so great. So let's just start off by asking you about hydrocephalus and just share your story with us from the beginning. Well, just a little backstory on what hydrocephalus is. Hydro meaning water and cephalus meaning brain. So hydrocephalus basically means water on the brain. I was diagnosed with it as a little infant Of course, I don't remember much because I was an infant and I was too young to remember. But hydrocephalus can take many forms. I was very lucky growing up because in my case, I only had to have a shunt put in, which is a little like tube thing that connects from inside, inside of me, from one side of my head all the way down to my stomach where all the fluid would empty out. 
that's a minor case of what hydrocephalus can do. And then there's some more severe cases where you could actually potentially be stuck in a wheelchair for your entire life. And thank the Lord, I was uh, very lucky to not be in that situation. I had my very first brain surgery to put the shunt in. And then I think less than two years later, I had to have yet another surgery on my brain because doctors had found out that the shunt that they had put in wasn't working. So I had to go through yet another surgery. And then successfully, I made it um, from that point on all the way through to the fourth grade where doctors had found out that I did not need the shunt anymore, which to me is a true blessing um, because I thought I was going to be stuck with the shunt for my entire life. But in the fourth grade, I had the shunt removed and I have a scar, I have a scar to prove it on the uh, right side of my belly. And because of all the surgeries that I had over the years on my brain, my brain unfortunately uh, suffered a lot of damage and I was later diagnosed with a learning disability as well as attention deficit disorder along with a lot of social issues and just problems with keeping friends and relationships. I know that was a lot for me to say, but uh, that is basically the backstory of me. Thank you for sharing. You know, I actually, I didn't know all of that about the shunt. So you got the shunt removed. So you haven't needed it then? I have not needed a shunt since the fourth grade. Yep. Wow. And they thought that was going to be a lifetime thing? Um, sort of. I guess I was one of the rare, I was one of the rare cases that they had seen that they had managed to get all the fluid out of my brain. So when they discovered that the shunt wasn't needed anymore, my uh, parents were like, yeah, just take it out. (laughs) And I haven't, I haven't needed it since. Um, Wow. I mean, if I would, if I would ever need the shunt again, I would have to have a really, really excruciating headache that would not go away. But luckily, I have not had anything to set my hydrocephalus off again. So I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful that I haven't needed anything. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. That's that's great. So you mentioned having brain surgeries as a child and how that's affected you growing up. And something I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand, I remember reading this, I forget where I read it, it was on some brain injury website, but that a brain surgery creates a brain injury because by definition, they're interrupting the cells of your brain. Like if they have to do surgery there, it is a brain injury and often has very, very similar symptoms or might I say the same symptoms as a traumatic brain injury. I know that you're part of Hope After Head Injury, and there's a lot of brain injury symptoms that you can relate to as well. Yeah, I know a huge one for me. I get tension headaches all the time whenever whenever there's like a storm coming or the weather gets bad. I get tension headaches. 
every single time the weather gets bad. I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure you, I'm, I'm sure you know all about that too. So that's like one thing that I know bothers me is the tension headache. Another huge thing for me, I always let things like small things get to me, even though it's not that big of a deal. I also have issues with social cues. I am getting better with uh, noticing social cues, but I think for me, noticing social cues and just knowing when people are just kidding around or being serious or whatever, I'm slowly getting better at it. But for me, it's been, it's been with me my entire life. Yeah, I struggled with that a lot after my TBI. And people don't realize, like, that's a symptom that causes a lot of struggle because it affects you every single day. Mm -hmm. And it affects your relationships and it affects the way you interact with the world. Constantly misunderstanding people can really, can really add up into some tricky situations. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you mentioned a lot of your struggles, but I wanted to ask you, where does your faith intersect with all of this? And how has your faith been a part of your journey? And what are some things you've learned through living with all of this? So I know that was a lot in that one question. No, that's we'll, fine. we'll talk about it. We'll go back and forth a little. But those are the things I wanted to ask you about. Well, growing up, I uh, wasn't really raised as a Christian. I mean, Every now and then at Christmas time, I would go to Christmas Eve midnight mass with my dad, who's Catholic, but I wasn't really raised as a Christian growing up as a child. So I never knew the meaning behind the cross and what Jesus did for all of us. It wasn't until the fall of 2006 when I started my senior year in high school Um, Now, my senior year in high school, um, now they don't do this anymore, but for the seniors, there was a church right next door to my high school, and they did pizza, uh, pizza lunch ministry for all the seniors. And I went to that. I started going to that that year at Christmas time. I had received a cross necklace from someone, and I didn't know what it meant. So I got in touch with the church's pastor at the time who gave me all this information um, with devotionals, Bibles, like you wouldn't even believe. (laughs) And it was was worth it. I went through all of it. And then it was a year later in December 2007 that I uh, gave my life to Jesus and decided to follow him. Ever since I accepted Jesus, every day has been like a learning, a learning experience for me. And I've been coming across different verses over the years um, that have really helped me along, not just my brain injury journey and just realizing where I've come from, but just life in general, you know? Yeah. And there's one, there's one verse that I uh, committed to memory comes from Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future. And that right there 
is basically my message for today is the fact that though things may seem gloomy and um, gray, God has no intentions of harming you. You just got to move forward and just pretty much let everything that happened to you in the past just move forward into your future. And that I think is really important, not just for me, but for everyone. Yeah. And especially, especially realizing that what you just said, like God doesn't intend to harm us. Some of the bad things that happen and the struggles that happen in life, God wants to take those and transform them into something beautiful and into something good. And there's a verse that's one of my favorites that says what the enemy intended for harm, God intended for good. Mm, That's a good one. So he has an intent for everything that happens in our life. And even though The enemy might try to do bad things like give us struggles and make us think we're not worth anything. Mm -hmm. I think an important part of your story is you made a decision to not give up and to move forward and and recognizing that, wow, God cares for me. My life is worth something. And instead of being depressed by your symptoms, you instead one of the things that stuck out to me by your story, you said every day since I accepted Jesus, I've been growing every day. Mm-hmm. You've taken it as an opportunity for growth. And that that's beautiful. So what does that look like for you? Like reconciling your brain injury and your disability struggles with, with growing and, and your faith in Christ? Yeah, I just feel with... Um the strong faith that I have in Jesus, I, I just, I just feel like my life is that much brighter. And I feel like, I feel like without Jesus, I don't know where I would be right now without him. I used to like before coming to know Jesus, I used to worry just about everything, you know, small things, big things. I would be really shy even though I'm not anymore. <laughs> um, so I'm very, uh, I'm actually uh, quite talkative right now. I used to not be that way. I used to be shy. And then my family would be so afraid that of me talking to strangers. And now I talk to strangers like I've been friends with them forever. It, it, it's funny. <laughs> but um, it, in all seriousness, like the person that I am now with the strong faith that I have in Jesus, I was definitely 100% not the same person before coming to know Jesus. And I think with my faith right now, I I have no reason to worry, to worry anymore. And I have this verse open from Matthew 6, verse 25. So I tell you, don't worry about the things you need to live, what you will eat, drink or wear life is more important than food and the body is more important than what you put on it and I was just randomly finding verses that I wanted to share on this uh, podcast with you today that I think um, basically explains why we should not really worry so much now if you have Jesus in your life and you sh- really shouldn't worry that's beautiful and so true so many times we allow all the little things in life, little and big things, like you said, we allow them to be bigger 
than God, you know? And when we're worrying so much about all these things, it's basically like our heart is saying God's not big enough for that. And I find one of the most important things is recognizing who God is and realizing God's big enough for all of it. He's bigger than our fears. He's bigger than our worries. He's bigger than everything. And putting our trust and faith in him can help us get through it all. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to know, pick up your story, kind of where you left off. So you came to know Christ. I know now you're married. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit of that journey? Yeah. So my husband and I, my husband, Michael, um, I met him at Lebanon Valley College. I was a junior and he was a freshman when we both met. It was just a random night. I was uh, just finishing up practicing in the college's music building. It was very late. I had classes in the morning, so I had to, I knew I had to get back to my dorm room and get to sleep. But I heard some really beautiful piano and vocal music coming from one of the other practice rooms. That 100% distracted me <laughs> from what from what I was trying to get myself out of the building, and I could not get myself out of the building. So I went to investigate. <laughs> I, at first, mistook my husband, Michael, for another one of my friends. We kind of like laughed it off, and then we introduced ourselves talked that night that we had met we ended up staying up to like two in the morning talking so did you just go into the practice room because you thought it was one of your friends yeah I just like I just like (laughs) knocked I just like knocked on the practice room door and he turned around and I'm like oh my gosh it's not the same person I thought (laughs) and you were just peering through the window yeah I was I because I was trying to find where the beautiful (laughs) piano and vocal sound was coming from and then I and then this random dude turn around I'm like oh you're not who I thought you were (laughs) um but yeah like we ended up talking all night long um just showing each other what we had been working on all semester and I may have been a little bit in denial that night because maybe there was something there maybe there wasn't I don't know it was the first night that we had met so how could I have known we ended up seeing each other again the following week and um, it spiraled in to hanging out a lot, like right before I graduated. And then that summer, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's going on with that one dude I met a year and a half ago. Oh, well. And then he uh, randomly messaged me on Facebook and he's like, I don't have your phone number. I'm like, I don't have yours either. (laughs) So we exchanged phone numbers and then the entire summer went by without us talking. I randomly get a phone call from him in like September, October, 2011, just randomly get a phone call. And again, I think I may have been, I may have been in complete denial because I obviously didn't remember that I put the guy's phone number into my phone. So I randomly get a phone call from this number that I didn't realize I had. And I'm like, Michael, Michael Koo. Oh, it's that guy I met. (laughs) And then we started talking 
on the phone a lot more that fall, like every single night would be like a two plus hour phone call. It, it was ridiculous. And then we decided to make plans for December. I decided to invite him to my parents' house to meet my parents. It was the day after Christmas uh, when he came to meet my parents for the first time. And we consider that our first date, like our first official date. And um, he gave me a kiss on the cheek and I didn't want to believe it at first, but I think he felt something. At that point on, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. We dated until December 2017 when he uh, popped the question and asked me to marry him. And of course, uh, you know how that went. (laughs) October 2018, we tied the knot. And now look at us. We're expecting our first kid and boom, there you go. Thank you for sharing all of that. I didn't I did not know all those details. That's really cool. It sounds like he was really patient with you in terms of like understanding your brain injury and everything. Oh yeah, he's Michael ever since uh, we met, he's been so understanding of me and where I've come from. And like I had explained earlier on, I've always had issues with keeping friendships and relationships, mainly because of my learning disability and basically people not understanding my background. My husband, Michael, really took the time to really understand me and kind of help me along my journey a little bit to be a little bit more a little bit more positive and optimistic about things. That's great. Yeah. So can I ask you about your pregnancy and how that's related to some of your, you know, emotional struggles with the hydrocephalus and fears that you've gone through? Yeah, it's both my parents and I were both very concerned that, uh, with my delays and all my uh, brain surgeries that I've had earlier on in my childhood, we were uh, concerned that um, that I wasn't going to be able to conceive. And then it just like, when I found out a few months or so ago that we were expecting, I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. My parents couldn't believe it either because they had been wanting me to have kids for... (laughs) Um, I don't know how long, but that was one of their wishes for me is that I would have, uh, when it came time for me to start trying for kids, one of their wishes was uh, for me to have a healthy pregnancy. And so far, so good. It's been a healthy pregnancy. So that's great. Uh, Yeah. I just love it. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am. I'm. And again, I'm could be I, I could be in uh, complete denial but um because I I still don't I still don't believe that I'm pregnant and then I look down at this uh bulge this bulging <laughs> belly and I'm like oh hi there <laughs> yeah but yeah it's it's definitely been a true roller coaster of emotions even when I was taking all the uh, all the at-home pregnancy tests and showing them off to my husband he he couldn't believe it either. Like we we were all uh, we we were all excited. 
Yeah. And what an encouragement for all of us, you know, like I have a brain injury and often I've wondered if there could be somebody out there who could understand my TBI enough to want to, you know, be with me. And I think that's a common fear in survivors and people who've had struggles and chronic illness and brain injuries and disabilities, people who live with that, because you feel like, you know, maybe you're a burden or like nobody will ever understand or love you or be patient. And I think that your story is just so inspiring in terms of like, I mean, look at you now, you know, and so many people want that. And so what encouragement do you have to somebody listening who might have a brain injury or a chronic illness or even just someone who's gone through a lot in their life and is feeling discouraged about love or their dreams in life in terms of maybe wanting a family someday? Do you have encouragement for that? Let's see. Um, yeah, it's like what I said earlier. I, you really just got to stay positive and just be, um, be optimistic. It's better to be optimistic than just letting all of what happened to you in the past get to you. I think the important thing is that if we always focus on all the negative things that have happened to us, you're really not going to get real far. And that's one of the things that I think is so really important is just focusing on the positive, being optimistic about things, whether it's your job, your families, your friends, your relationships that you encounter uh, every day, or even if it's just uh, having a day to yourself and meditating or whatever. I think it's really important that we all just take the time and be optimistic about our futures and just not let past experiences get to us. You'll get a lot more into your future when you focus on the positive. I think that's a really good, really good thing because, yeah, you're right. So often we focus so much on our struggles that we forget to see the blessings and we focus so much on our hard times and our pain that we don't think about hoping for the future. And that was one of the things that I had issues that, that I've always had issues with. So I used to always focus on the negative a lot. I think that's why I've been having issues with just like looking off into the future because I keep reverting back to what had happened to me in my past experiences. But I think, like I said, the more you focus on being optimistic, the more positive uh, your future is going to be. Yeah, that's great. And having faith. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else you want to share for our listeners? I think I, uh, I think I hit it all. All right. <laughs> I think you did too. Thank you so much for sharing joy. And so I did want to mention you do have a music page as well, right? I do. I am on I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And it's Joy Woo Music. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I forgot to add this. Um, I'm actually on YouTube as well. Okay, great. Thank you so much for sharing your story and encouragement. And I'm looking forward to seeing 
where you're going to go in the future and excited for your little one. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Declaration Life. Would love to connect with you on Instagram at Declaration Life or at ChristabelBraden.com slash Declaration Life. Subscribe and join for new episodes as we explore what it means to live a declaration life.